0: Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Kroff. Hey, good morning, everybody. Six minutes past six o'clock.
1: Here's what we're going to talk about today on Political Coffee, because all of this stuff uh, really impacts your life. We're talking political stuff. It does impact your life. You know what? You can use it to change your world. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, let's talk about that. The things that are happening around you in our system of government where this is a constitutional republic, not a democracy. Remember, democracies, as I think it was Thomas Jefferson, democracies throughout world history have always created chaos, and as he said, quote, murder themselves, unquote. A constitutional republic is different. You see, a democracy is mob rule. Whatever the vast majority of people want and think in the mob, that's what's going to happen. Whereas in a constitutional republic, you have a governing document, Called a constitution and a bill of rights, and that governs what's called the rule of law. That's why we have courts. And by the way, this whole um, this whole business of government comes right out of the Bible. Judges comes right out of the Bible. Nothing new here, because it's based on what I talked with you about yesterday right, about Measure 110 and why it will never work? Because it's it's just contrary to human nature. The bad part of human nature, not the good part of human nature, unfortunately. So having said that, our constitutional republic is governed, and this is why we focus on elections. It's governed by people who are elected. I'm going to read for you A piece that Avis sent me that relates to us in Marion County. I live in Lynn County now, but I still call Marion County my home for many reasons. From Commissioner, County Commissioner Colm Willis, called a miscarriage of justice. You need to know about this. Because this can absolutely potentially affect you, your family, your community. You need to know about it. You also need to know about what's the latest stuff going on in elections. Tonight, Oregon People's Vote is going to have their meeting. And, well, let's see here. It is at six o'clock tonight and it's going to be At the um, Marion County Republican, well, actually the Oregon Republican Party. So those of you who are involved, um, it's at the, actually at the Marion County GOP office. I misspoke. Six o'clock tonight. I'm going to be there. We're going to talk some more about what needs to happen. Okay, now they're going to be meeting every other Tuesday. So tonight's the 24th, they're meeting tonight. And then they're meeting on the 7th of February and then the 21st of February, all right? So just so you know that, you understand those of you that are engaged in trying to really figure out at an honest level, what's going on in our elections. Those of you who are engaged in that need to be engaged in coming to these meetings. Oregon People's Vote. Meeting tonight, 6 o'clock. It is at 752 Hawthorne Avenue. 752 Hawthorne Avenue. Okay? Tonight, 6 o'clock. I'm going to be there. We're going to talk more about kind of where we're headed in all of this. Because it's important. Next... Monday night, we're going to have our first reconstituted political coffee clatch meeting. We're going to be having that back at the honky-tonk, but it's going to be Monday night, six o'clock, and it's going to be indoors. Okay, It's not going to be outdoors. It's going to be indoors to set up i have my little speaker with me so you can still hear. We'll see to make sure that that's not too loud. Karaoke will not be happening like it normally does on Tuesday nights when we meet there. That's why we're going to meet indoor. They will be, you know, Monday nights is their cornhole thing that they do. But that's out in the main area. So next Monday night, we at the Political Coffee Clutch will be meeting. Now, I want to encourage those of you again who... Um don't really want to, I mean, you want to be a part of the election integrity movement, election transparency movement, because they're two different things, but they're tied together. Those of you who really want to be a part of that movement, but you don't really want to, you know, go show up necessarily at the Republican Party of Marion County's headquarters. Okay, I get it. You can still connect with Oregon People's Vote because they're gonna be coming to our meetings, our political coffee clutch. Now our political coffee clutch is more than just election stuff, okay? Oregon People's Vote is all about elections. That's a good thing. But for those of you who come to the political coffee clutch for other things, and we'll, we'll get into what all of those things are as we go along, I do want to encourage you to make a choice to stand up for the truth, the truth about what's really going on inside our election systems. Many of us don't trust what's going on. And that's the purpose of all of these great local groups like Oregon's People's Vote, because there's many of them. They're all over the state. That's the purpose of them getting together is people. This is a government by the people and for the people. It's of the people. We elect people like Colm Willis, and I'm going to read his uh, email, his newsletter in a moment. Because this directly affects you, those of you living in Marion County. Also, we want to talk about. Well, the new tolls that are coming to I-5 and actually 2.05 to start. ODOT has released the numbers. This is a Channel 8 news story. Released the numbers. It's looking inevitable according to the fish wrap story. Well, it's not the fish wrap story. It's the KGW story. It looks like one of the first Just the first tolling decisions, tolls, are going to be portions of I-205. They intend, ODOT intends to set up multiple tolling stations on 205 and I-5 over the next few years. But local governments are interested as to where the toll money is going to go. Because they want a lot of it spent on keeping traffic off their streets when people, as the story says, bail off the interstate to avoid tolls. Now, that's human nature. It's exactly what's going to happen. Just the first part of it is going to raise... Between 500 to 800 million dollars in tolls over the next 25 to 30 years. This is just the first part of it, and folks, these these are not like the tolls that we had to build the Interstate Bridge, right? The first one a long time ago. Those tolls came off after the bridge was paid for. These tolls go on forever. Once and the story admits that. Once they're on, they're not coming off. So just the first part. The total over 30 years means ODOT is going to net, the word is net, after expenses, 16 to $26 million per year for 30 years. Now, these are just tolling proposals that cover you driving over a bridge. the Abernathy Bridge, and widening the lanes around Stafford, The Stafford exit on 205. You guys know that if you've ever driven through that, you know what that's like. It does need to be widened, but they're only adding a third lane for seven miles of it. And then there's no third lane for the rest of the two lanes. Now you have to understand the Enviro Wackos who want to force us back into the Stone Age because that's really what they want to do. These people want you not driving at all, even with an electric vehicle. They oppose this. They oppose any expansion of making your travel through the area easier, including trucks. They don't care. They don't care that everything that they eat and they buy anywhere gets delivered by truck that doesn't matter to them. You see, these are the same people that ultimately end up on the streets of Portland wearing black clothes and black masks. Antifa. These are the radicals. Tolling is going to cost you in, for just short segments. Okay. Anywhere between 50 cents per bridge you cross. Did you hear that? Per bridge you cross. That's only in the off peak hours. You know how much it'll cost you per bridge, according to ODOT, so far during peak hours? Two dollars how many bridges are you going to cross on the sections of I-5? Because you see, the money supposedly is going not just to for the Abernathy Bridge, it's to seismically retrofit all of the other bridges. It is likely that eventually, maybe not right away, but eventually when you use I-205 and you have to pay tolls and there'll be automatic tolls, folks. They'll take pictures of your license plate and you'll get a bill in the mail it's likely that you will pay as much as $15 just one way during peak time and in off-peak times you're going to pay half closer, you can help stop this and we'll talk about that Back. we'll also get to the Colm Willis Marion County to email. This parrot dust. And it is. You need to be aware of it. Back in a moment.
0: Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's
1: 22 minutes past the top of the hour. Get ready for the release of criminally insane people in Marion County. It ain't a good thing. Back to the polling, uh, tolling issue, by the way. How can you push back? You see, in this KGW story, and I want to go back to elections here, folks, for for just a moment. Thank God we have three conservative commissioners now on the Yamhill County Commission. Lindsey Bershaw, a friend of mine, was talking, The, the ODOT toll policy manager was testifying clear back in August, to the Yamhill County Board of Commission meeting. And they admitted that it's actually going to be $8 a day. Every day, if you're traveling during peak hours on just, this is just the first part of the tolling, folks. There'll be more. Just the section around Oregon City. $8 a day. That's almost $250 a month. Think about that. If you're already driving, high gas prices, well, they've come down a little bit, but crude oil's on its way back up. Adding another 250, well, we're going to look at specific tolling prices. We're going to create a discount for families making up to about 200% of the federal poverty level. For a family of four, that's about 55,000. Dean Sir is a resident of West Lynn. He's one of the petition leaders that says we want to vote on tolling projects before ODOT goes forward with them. And I say we because I'm joining in this effort. We need to get 200,000 signatures by June 2024. We need about 10,000 signatures a month. Do you wanna help with that? You can't sign online electronically. You gotta go through the instructions, print it off, follow the instructions carefully, go get signatures from your friends and your neighbors. Do you want to pay tolls on I-205 and I-5? And once they've done that without really improving any lane travel without any making it better for the congestion that you experience in I-5 and I-205, will they then do it in other places? Hmm? Think about it. Why wouldn't they? So I want you to go to votebeforetolls.org. Vote before tolls. All one word. Vote before tolls. Dot org print off a petition get your friends and neighbors to sign on to it I want to thank power honda for being one of our sponsors of this radio show not only on you hear their ads not only are they advertising this radio station but specifically on this show and we thank them for that they're down in albany they're part of the power auto group which provides our call in talk line the power buke gmc talk line Check out their website, mypowerhonda.com. It's all one word, mypowerhonda.com. You're looking for a pre-owned vehicle or a new car. Check it out, mypowerhonda.com. Colm Willis is one of our county commissioners. So he wrote a newsletter. Here's what it says. Several months ago, I told you about a decision by a federal judge and the Oregon Health Authority that created a significant public safety risk to our community. We are facing the prospect of 120 individuals credibly accused of crimes being released from the state hospital into Marion County, even though they are not mentally stable. Unfortunately, this this decision is being implemented And OHA is releasing these individuals. When it first came to my attention last year, he met with then director of OHA, Pat Allen, who's basically been fired. And now he's going to take his brilliance down to, I think, New Mexico to screw up their system. So he asked, well, how can we mitigate the risk? And he said, he says, after several failed meeting and empty promises, it's clear the, the Oregon Health Authority has no intention of helping us keep our community safe. He says, what's so infuriating about this situation is that our tax dollars are already paying for a system to enable these individuals to be rehabilitated so that they can stand trial for their crimes. The Oregon Health Authority's budget was nearly $30 billion for last the last two-year budget, $30 billion. That's a lot. Even though they have all of this money and they have programs to aid and assist, rehabilitate these people so they can go to trial. These are people that have have, have not yet even gone to trial. ODOT, or not ODOT, OHA is dumping the risk and cost of caring for these individuals into Marion County. But OHA is still keeping the tax money. Instead of building more hospital beds, more accurately in this case, increasing personnel to staff the hospital beds that are currently vacant, none of these individuals have to spend more than a week in jail. And he goes on to talk about this. OHA's argument is that, well, these secure neighborhood facilities are the answer. But Colm Willis says there are no secure residential facilities in the state that will currently accept patients who are accused of violent ballot measure 11 offenses. There's more and we'll finish it up on the other side here, folks. You also can comment on this. Back in a moment. It's 630.
0: No, that's not poverty. In Haiti, believers have light on the faces as they march through town to the river side. They baptize believers in this celebration. Call Jeff now at 503 589 1220. That's 503 589 1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 23
1: minutes before the top of the hour. Yes, we will go to the phones momentarily. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Or just shoot me an email. Jeff at 1220.am. Jeff at KSLM. Dot .news Hey, did you see that Elon Musk admitted on his Twitter feed that he's had major side effects from his second booster shot? He said felt like I was dying for several days. Hopefully no permanent damage, but I don't know. And then he says, and my cousin who is young and in peak health had a serious case of myocarditis. Had to go to the hospital. That's Elon, folks. How many millions of other people suffering the same thing? Including uh, Greg had sent me a story that was from last week. The FAA has quietly, and I commented on this, widened the EKG parameters for American pilots, which is a tacit admission that the COVID shots have damaged the hearts Pilots, Remember that story about, you know, the wealthy people were out there looking for pilots for their private jets that hadn't had the shot, that are unvaccinated? Wonder what they know. Don't know. Maybe they're a little worried like Elon is. Corby writes an email about... And Ronnie, hang hang on, I'll get to you in a moment here. About tolling. says, not to mention another increase in goods from the truckers passing the cost on. That's right. High fuel prices, high tolling prices, all of that will get passed on as a surcharge by the trucking company to the people who will then, the retailers that you and I buy from, they'll pass it on to us. Guess who gets to pay it? We get to pay tolling. Now, I want you to think about this. We get to pay it twice. Not only for those of us who are going to have to be forced to drive and pay tolls on I-205. To cross those bridges, you have to cross the bridges, folks. It's the only way to get across the Willamette River. Or the Columbia River. You got to cost a bridge. You're going to pay a toll. So not only are we going to pay it, but then when we go buy fuel, let's say, or we go to Walmart or wherever, we get to go pay it again. Why? Because as Corby points out, those tolling costs are going to get passed on in the cost of freight costs to the people who then, the retailers that we go to, like the Walmarts and others, We get to pay it twice. Don't you just love that? Julie writes an email about inmates. The idea of letting a person out of asylum confinement proves the inmates are running the place. Perchance, were they elected to the legislature? (laughs) Oh, that's good. That's good. Tonight, Oregon people's vote meeting is at six o'clock. I'm gonna be there tonight. It's at 752 Hawthorne Avenue. The office is in Northeast, Northeast Hawthorne Avenue, Northeast, okay? So it's on the Northeast corner of Center Street and Hawthorne, Northeast corner of Center Street in Hawthorne. That's tonight, six o'clock, I'm gonna be there. I hope that for those of you who've been engaging in this effort, we're gonna talk about some stuff and it's important. It's also important that you're warm because it's kind of cold out there tonight, this morning. And it's gonna be for several days. Call Freedom Heating and Air. If your system is just not keeping up, maybe your heat pump, maybe just your furnace, whatever. If it's, or frankly, your electric heat, if it's not keeping up, you're not comfortable. Give them a call. They'll come out and fix it for you, or they'll give you good ideas about how you can make it better. And they have some great options to do that. Call Freedom Heating and Air, 503-580-1456, 580-1456. Let's go to Ronnie. Ronnie, good morning.
2: Well, I got uh, just the bridge issue. Uh, so they want you to go four and a half miles, and I guarantee the traffic will back up down to Woodburn instead of stopping now at Aurora. Two, uh, we're to the $500 million our, the previous governor canceled to widen the bridges outside of Portland area and Terrellica Curve area, you know. What happened to that money? Oh, well, there's you know, been forty thousand be dollars for kids, free COVID money on top of the seventeen thousand eight hundred dollars a kid to be fortieth and fiftieth, and they can't. Uh, and ODOT got thousands of people in, around the valley that don't do nothing, subcontract everything else out. How in the hell are they gonna pay? How in the hell gonna pay for it? I just might not even go. You ain't going to go to Portland. I'll take the back country road right on out through Oregon City.
1: Well, how are you going to cross the, bri- the river? <laughs> you're going to have well, to go across it the river. crossing on 99
2: I'll just go up 82nd. All the way up North Portland.
1: Well, that's exactly what all of these local cities are worried about. Westland, Milwaukee, Oregon City. All of them is that people are going to do just what you're talking about doing. And frankly, what I'm tempted to do. And that's just, you find other ways. You're going to go around the side streets. That means it's all, it's just going to get more congested than it is right now.
2: The last thing I was going to say, Jeff, is that, you know, all it is, is they just keep spending money on drunk sailors. Keep in mind, of all the Western states, we have more matching funding or grants given to our state per capita on a $20 million budget, which pushes over almost $100 $100 billion then a drunken sailor that can go through move a whole truckload full of uh, fentanyl in a U-Haul truck in, you know, in one movement. I gotta pay $8 to go to a city that has lawlessness, and now they're gonna release these people out of the jail, and I heard that the uh, people, they're gonna, the DA, Miss, uh, whatever her name is, in Marion County's gonna just re- release them or drop the charges? like they're doing down in Eugene? Oh, because they're shorthanded and everything else? This is a controlled thing to make people live in fear. No different than I lived 50 years ago in L.A. with Maxine Waters puppeteering Gus Hawkins. And to me, you start pushing people to brink. those old medication remedies of World War I and World War II, or like in the movie in 1975 called Death Wish by Charlie Bronson, that might become a norm. I pray it doesn't, but I watch it happen as a six to ten year old kid. They get tired. When the law enforcement takes more than twenty five minutes when we used to have dial up and the police station less than four minutes away. It takes them over forty minutes to come, especially after two of their officers been killed. This is where they're setting us for the road to serfdom. The lawlessness, the Marxist mob mentality by entitled few that have their security teams, or as uh, Ms. the unused feminine actor Miss Kotek may be, has her own uh, police force that escorts wherever she wants to go. And it's to me, it's discriminatory, it's online, it's disenfranchising. And if people don't stand up and go on this situation, you won't be like New York. When I went back there to the Maine, go through four. If I had to drive back to Maine, it would cost me seven hundred dollars, right in today's dollars. Okay, to thirty. Just go. That's the cost, people. Plus your fuel costs. Your food prices will jump thirty percent minimum on top of the inflation coming. God bless you, and pray that uh, people will speak up in Marion County and hold the city and the county. And make Paige Clarkson, the county district attorney, accountable. God bless you.
1: All right. Thank you, Ronnie. Mm -hmm. Holm Willis' newsletter here uh, details some of the people that are being released into Marion County because of a federal judge's order, Judge Mossman, and Oregon Health Authority policy. Here's what he writes about. One person is in Oregon Health Authority custody waiting trial because he tried to burn his family alive in their home. Another person is accused of stalking a stranger, breaking into her house and raping her. One patient is accused of attempted homicide. Think about this. Rapists and attempted murderers that are going free, being released from the Oregon State Hospital after 12 months. Defense attorneys are already filing to dismiss charges for more people under this order. How do we stop it? You call the governor's office, you email the governor's office, you write him a letter. Back in a moment, we've got more phone calls. Landon, Gary, hang on, I'll get to you in a second.
0: Jeff, now at 503 589 1220. That's 503 589 1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Stop the car. Back in a
1: moment, we um, are blessed to have Eric Azer as one of our sponsors of this radio show. It's Righteous Renovations. You can check out his website, righteousrenovations.com. You know, you you uh, don't always know the quality of a contractor that you might hire to come into your home or your business and, and do important work that might be really disruptive. You don't have to worry about that with Eric Gazer because he literally focuses on quality more than quantity. And you only have to look at his website and look at some of these these great pictures of before and after um, pictures of some of the work he's done in people's homes, kitchen remodels, bathroom remodels. And boy, you know, if those go bad, it can really make your life and your home miserable. Go check it out. Go to his website, righteousrenovations.com, and not only look at those pictures, but read the very satisfied customer comments. Righteous Renovations. Dot com. So, how can you help stop this? Contact the governor's office. Just go online and just do a quick Oregon you know, search for, or you know, Governor Tina Kotek. And you can email her, you can write her a letter, put a phone call in there and say, stand up. To the Oregon Health Authority releasing dangerous, violent, mentally, criminally insane people. Awaiting trial. Into our community. That's how you can stop it. Let's go to the phones. And we'll uh, we'll start with Glenn. Glenn, good morning. Your thoughts. Yeah, Jeff. Uh, what I want to say is critically important,
2: and uh, I don't have the chance to call in your program very often, but when you brought up Elon Musk about the heart issues and the COVID issues he's having, I want to give your people, some of your people have been asking, what can we do to protect ourselves from what's coming down the road with uh, uh, coronavirus, and heart that the English and the wells, uh, the English islands have been doing a lot of very serious study and they're saying is is coronavirus a disease of the blood vessels, and they're they are actually doing critical research and looking at how uh, the coronavirus and the uh, uh, the shots are working together to block the blood vessels even in the lungs, and then the clots then travel to the rest of the body back to the heart and plug up the system. They've done serious research on this. And their result has been that they have solutions to this problem. And I went to the store to look for good old fashioned aspirin. And two stores I went to here in Arizona, they're taking aspirin off the shelf. They're saying because of these blood, these blood flow problems caused by, by the initial virus and these shots are plugging up the system and uh, if people will understand the heart then would need ACE inhibitors, aspirin, any kind of, uh, any kind of help from uh, these types of medicines. If you start feeling that you've been affected by these shots and by COVID, it's in the blood. It's more critical in the blood than it is uh, in the lung. And it's, it really is a major blood problem. And if your people go to what I'm looking at, this is serious. This is serious information. So British what are you looking Heart at? Again? Heart Matters. Look- They're the people who doing the research. And the doctor's name is P-H-O-E-B-E-K-I-T-S-C-H-A. He explores how COVID-19 affects the whole circulatory system and the research that is trying to tackle it.
1: All right. So do me a favor. People- I, 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 I got to let you go because I am going to bring Gary on to, I'm sure I'll okay. address this, but send me the link to that and I'll make sure we get it out to people. Okay. Thanks Glenn. Got- I appreciate that. I mean, I, I think that is prescient. By the way, there's a story today uh, by the Brownstone Institute from a software engineer. And the headline is the game is over and they have lost. The pro vaxxers have lost. An interesting piece. I'll put a link into it. Gary, good morning. Go Bees. Jeff, go Ducks. Uh, shout out to Ronnie, my uh, white nationalist brother. <laughs>
2: uh, so, uh, I got one question, Jeff. Why are we having kids take shots to get into school?
1: Uh, that's a really good question because. Uh, They are, you know, all these kids are turning up with, uh, like, heart attacks, myocarditis. Children. It's insane. And what's the effectiveness of the shot? uh, Virtually none in terms of keeping you from getting COVID.
2: And what's the risk of them dying
1: from COVID? Um, It seems that. There are more people maybe dying from shots than there are COVID. Exactly. It's not too hard. We to are around. a sick society. So the question is, how do we fix that? How do we change it? That's really the question. Why are we in, in the face of these school districts and uh, the governor asking that very question? Why are the kids still having to take the shot? It's a fair question, and people ought to be asking it of school boards. Because you know what? They can push back and say, no, I don't care what the governor's executive order says. We're not given. And, and they have the authority to do that, by the way, and some have, obviously. It was one of Mark Fieldman's great achievements, standing up to the mass policy, certainly the vaccination policy. And he was right to do that. Because he listened to the parents. And if you're a parent out there, you have the opportunity. In fact, you have the obligation, if you're passionate about this, you need to go show up at a school board meeting and say, no shots for my kids. And if you right. if you insist on that as a school board, guess what? My kids are not coming to your school. They need to know that. They the school to- board has got to answer the question, why are they taking the shot? What is the benefit? Uh that's a good question. And the school boards need, you're right, they need to ask that question. Thank you, Gary. Go Biebs. Go a couple of final thoughts here. Oregon Department of Justice, this is a Hill article, launches a legal helpline for abortion access. Now, why would Oregon be spending your tax dollars to launch a legal helpline for abortion access when we have the most liberal abortion laws in the country? Well, apparently it's not enough. Apparently it's just not enough. All right, let's go quickly to Jim. Tim, I don't think we're going to get to you, but Jim, go. Yeah, I just wanted to
2: say that uh, the governor's the one who okays this. They, these people's mental illness, my son has this problem, they put him out in the system to try to kill him, put him in jail, but anything but
1: to pay for him to go to a doctor. Anything but to pay for him to go to a doctor and get healed and get advice. Yeah. That's what's wrong. They're just going to turn them loose rather than taking care of them and getting them the help they need. I have a story about that. But it'll have to wait till tomorrow. Tim, sorry I couldn't get to you. Thanks for joining us today, folks. See you tonight. Oregon People's Vote, 752 Hawthorne, Northeast Corner, 6 o'clock.